What you're hearing there is the sound of me walking on uh, some packed down snow. I'm on a one-lane dirt road that's covered in snow in the middle of northern Ontario. It's about 11 o'clock at night, and I'm walking in what could best be described as almost complete darkness. I know this area really well, so I'm not going to get lost, but there's a good chance I might walk smack into a tree, so... Be ready for that possibility of hilarity as I navigate in the darkness. There is very little light. There's no moon tonight and it's foggy, so the stars aren't shining through. But what little light there is is kind of reflected by the sheet of snow everywhere, so I can see a bit. I wanted to talk to you guys today about the closing of designingsound.org. This is a website that has meant a lot to me. It's going into hibernation is what they're saying, so maybe it'll get picked up again one day in the future. I think we all got our fingers crossed that that'll happen. I totally understand why it's happening. That doesn't mean I like it, I guess. So I thought I'd kind of give you my thoughts on the site and how it's been so important to me over the years. In 2004, I left the studios that I'd been working for and went into freelance. And uh, that was really hard for me, one, because, uh, you know, you didn't have a regular job to go to every day. It was a big adjustment. But two, it made it so I lost the idea of kind of shop talk, having lunch with other engineers. And when you're stuck in a rut, just kind of walking across the hall to the other studio and talking to the other engineer about how they get through stuff or seeing what new gear they had or what new gear you'd tried and have just that kind of shop talk thing. And back in uh, the mid-2000s, there wasn't a lot on the internet about audio post-production like there is now. There were a few blogs. In fact, that's how Renee and I met, because we both did blogs, and we kind of grew a bit of a respect for each other through those blogs and then decided to start the podcast. But the main blog that was going on back then was designingsound.org. And not only was it an awesome blog, but they had access to really big-time sound designers and mixers. And it was a revelation to just see how people in other cities did it, because I knew how people in the city I was from did it. I knew how people at the studios I had worked at did it. I knew how people wanted me to deliver stuff now that I was freelancing. But to kind of get an idea of what was going on in Hollywood or in Europe, in some cases really kind of blew my mind to different ways of doing things that I'd never really thought about. So I just wanted to go through kind of some of my favorite articles from back in the day. People who are only now familiar with designingsound.org don't know that up until I think 2011 maybe, maybe it was 2012, I don't know, every month they had a featured designer. So that month someone would be the featured and they would do multiple articles and talk about their work. And then there would be an interview at the beginning that Designing Sound would do with them that they would contribute articles. Then at the end there'd be uh, readers' questions and they'd go through readers' questions. This was awesome. 
some of my favorite articles from back in the day. Charles Deenan and Rob Notes, both of their months, they took on the idea of how to record vehicles. And those two articles are basically the Bible now for anyone who wants to try and do it. They were totally fascinating to me because I had no idea how to do it. And to be honest with you, I'd never really thought about it before, uh, how you would go about doing it. And since then, the few vehicle recording sessions that I have done, I'm certainly no expert on it, but I've done a few now. I basically used those as my Bible and just figured out how to do it through them and then adjusted accordingly per session to what new information I needed to figure out on my own. And then a similar thing with Tim Nielsen's MS recording. I had never done MS recording and I read that and was like, well, now I got to get an MS rig. That's pretty much how it's got to be because uh, I'd never really thought about it before. I had my XY and my uh, Sankin stereo shotgun and I was set. But then once I read all of his thoughts on MS and how he goes about it, he also had an article about mic microphone addiction, trying to have every microphone. That was a really interesting one. I love that. I'm going to put links to all these articles on the episode page for this. So if you go to tonebenderspodcast.com, I'll have links to all these articles. Eric Adal was a featured artist one month, and he's been on our podcast twice now to talk about A Quiet Place and to kind of go about his career on another episode, both times with Ethan Vanderrein, his kind of business partner. During his month, he had an article about how to talk to uh, clients and producers and directors about sound. That was really inspirational for me and kind of changed how I'd go about it personally myself. What else was there? Oh, Frank Bree which is not pronounced Bry. Every time I talk about him on this podcast, I have to remind myself it's Frank Bree because until we spoke to him for this podcast when he was a guest, I'd been reading his blog and reading his month where he was the featured designer and uh, always pronounced it Bry, but it's Bree. Frank Bree did uh, a couple entries for his month called, uh, how did he word it? Diaries of a Metadata Madman, I think is how he worded it. And that was a freaking eye-opener for me because I was doing the most minor of minor metadata at that time. This is back nine, ten years ago. I had Sound Miner and I was using it, putting my sounds in, but I wasn't going very deep in with the metadata. And then once I read what Frank was up to, I was like, okay, got to step up my game now. Frank set the bar. We all got to match it. So that one was a real inspiration for me. There's so many articles that I loved on that site. I'm trying to think of the other ones. There was uh, Chuck Russums on uh, gun design. I don't. I tend to work on a lot of uh, children's content, so I don't get to do a lot of gun design. But uh, reading that kind of changed the game for me as well. Made me think about things totally differently. Um, there's a couple that I'm think, not thinking of that are, I'm going to kick myself later for. But the point is, this website changed my life. And it changed a lot of people's lives. Because, because of it, a lot of us started blogs. And as I said, Renee started one. I don't know if I can speak for Renee and say that it was directly as a result of that. But I remember when I started my blog, which has been long shuttered, one of my goals was to get an article that I wrote linked on designing sound. And uh, I don't know if I actually got that. I definitely got designingsound.org's uh, sister site, 
Sonic Terrain, which is all about field recording, they, uh, they rebroadcast one of my articles about recording birds in Iceland. And that felt like just the coolest thing that had ever happened in my life at the time. I was lucky enough, once uh, they changed the format of designingsound.org, so that instead of having a featured artist every month, they had a theme and anyone who wanted in the community could contribute to the theme. I did get a couple articles posted on Designing Sound from that, which was super duper cool and made me feel like the biggest superstar in the world that all these other sound people would be reading something that I wrote, which was a real life changer for me. And you know what? The truth is, if it wasn't for Designing Sound, tone benders wouldn't exist because Designing Sound proved there was an audience for this kind of stuff. Designing Sound proved that there was a reason to put the effort into it because there was a community out there and that the community wasn't just there, but they would reach back out and talk back to you and make it a two-way street, which is something that we've always loved about Tone Benders. When people write us emails and give us ideas for new episodes or tell us what we screwed up, <laughs> because we screw up a lot. And I think that kind of attitude of the sound community was really formed and shaped by designingsound.org. And the online sound community is something really special because it's not a bunch of haters. It's a bunch of people trying to muddle their way through and figure stuff out and help each other out. And that's what I found. I know that for a lot of other disciplines within filmmaking and game making, there's a lot of negativity out there and a lot of people keeping secrets and telling everybody else they suck. But I find with sound and audio, that's not the case. And I think that's something we got to really kind of uh, cherish and protect and, uh, you know, nurture because if it starts going to hell, I don't know where we'll be. That's one of the best things about doing sound is being able to uh, reach out to others and learn and pass knowledge back and forth and not feel like an idiot when you screw up. Because that's something we all do. We all screw up. But I feel like designing sound made it all right to screw up in some way. They didn't really focus on screw-ups, but every, every time there was a featured artist, there was always an article or a part in an article where they talked about how the first time they tried to do something, oh, what a disaster it was. And that always made me feel good to know that I wasn't the only one that was making mistakes on my journeys. Designing Sound was also an early supporter of Tone Bender's podcast and will always be thankful for that. They regularly put up posts saying that we had a new episode out while we were getting our feet under us and such. We also used to try and match up episodes of Tone Bender so that it would come out with the theme when they switched to themes for each month. And it worked out really well. We had probably four or five that we did that with over the first couple years. But I guess the point of all this is, is that even though designing sound is uh, going into hibernation, the content's still going to be up there. We got to cherish that content because I'm not sure there's anything like it before or since or coming our way. There's so much valuable, valuable info there. So if you're not familiar with the site, go start mining it right now. Just start reading it. I would suggest you go to the website designingsound.org, find the themes of the uh, artists in residence for the months. I can't remember how they worded it, but go back and read through them. It'll take you a while, but it's worth it. I've stopped walking. I'm going to take a little break here. Designingsound.org was a place where if you had an idea, something you wanted to talk about with the sound community, you could write an article for them and kind of open up that dialogue. And I just wanted to throw Tone Bender's hat in the ring. 
now that uh, designingsound.org is going into hibernation, if you have that idea that you want to reach out to us, info at tonebenderspodcast.com and pitch us your idea. And we can either put it up on our blog that where, where we post our episodes. We also post blogs every now and then. Or we can uh, maybe incorporate it into an episode. We'd love to have people contribute that way. Just know that it won't be coming out the next day. It takes us a little while to get our episodes out from idea to release. But if you have that idea, let us know. Record something for it. Maybe we can uh, figure something out on how to get it. I'm not sure the exact process will do because uh, we're just throwing our hat in the ring here and figuring it out. But please reach out to us if you have an idea of some way you want to communicate with the sound community. We have a lot of listeners that are professionals and students alike. Everyone from Oscar winners in sound all the way down to someone who's in their first year of college. But if you want to reach all those people, I think our podcast is a good way to do it. So if you have an idea of something that you would have normally have reached out to designingsound.org for, but you think still needs to be said now that they're in hibernation, please feel free to reach out to Tonebenders, because we'd love to have you. I don't know if you can hear the background noise. There is none. It's one of my favorite sounds in the world is the unbelievable silence of winter up here. The leaves have all fallen off the trees. The birds have all flown south. The snow covering the ground kind of acts as like insulation. So there's not a lot of reverberation in the world right now up here. It's just dead silent. I'm just going to shut up and let you listen to nothingness for a second. During the day around here, you can hear distant snowmobiles. At night, it's just dead, dead silent. Last night it was minus 22 Celsius, and today it's only minus 1. So we're getting some pretty crazy uh, temperature fluctuations. Okay, I've been rambling long enough, but I think if you take anything from this, it's go to designingsound.org and mine those archives because they're really something special. And if you got an idea for something that you would have gone to designingsound.org for in the past, feel free to consider tone benders as a new option for that. We'd love to be a place that the community can kind of bring conversations to light. So I'm going to wrap it up now. I'm going to try and find my way back to the cabin in the darkness. Thanks for listening to my rambling today. So that's it. I'm Tim Muirhead for Tone Benders. Over and out. See ya. SoundCloud, and Stitcher. If you listen on iTunes or Stitcher, please write us a review while you're there. To support the show, go to ToneBendersPodcast.com and click through our Amazon link or leave us a tip. You can also download and listen to our entire show archive there and leave a comment on our site or on SoundCloud. Keep up to date by following at the ToneBenders on Twitter or find ToneBenders Podcast on Facebook and YouTube. Email us with your questions and ideas at info at ToneBendersPodcast.com. Thank you.